Comic Book Tales is an immersive comic book experience for the new or lapsed comic book fan. I take a closer look at the comics that shaped my childhood and influenced my adulthood. Comic books are an amazing entry into another world and even provide the pictures to complete the fantasy. Join me for a new Comic Book Tales adventure. Hello and welcome to the next issue of Comic Book Tales. And today I want to talk about something that's probably been on your mind if you've been watching the Jessica Jones Netflix series. And that is some of the supporting cast. So you know Jessica Jones, at least from the series. I've talked about Jessica Jones in the past, and I'm not going to rehash that. Uh, and I'm not doing a review of the series, so I'm not going to give any spoilers away. There's nothing in this episode or issue that's going to uh, spoil anything from that series if you haven't finished or haven't started it yet. But there's a character in there named Trish Walker. Okay, And as I'm watching this series with my wife, I know who Trish Walker is, but... She doesn't. And as the series expands, you get to know a little bit more about Trish Walker. But there's a lot of nods to things that you probably don't pick up on if you are not a comic book nerd. Uh, So that's what we're here to do. Give you things that you wouldn't otherwise get simply because you just don't know about this history of this character. So something to know about the Jessica Jones series. It was originally supposed to be Carol Danvers as her friend because in the comic books they are close friends. So... Uh, but Marvel decided they want to do a uh, Carol Danvers movie, otherwise known as Captain Marvel movie. So they decided to bring in another character from their vast library to be the best friend of uh, Jessica Jones, which in the comics isn't really the case, but it's TV and you, you bought it. You believe it. It's possible. Uh, So Trish Walker, otherwise known as Patsy Walker, And that may mean something more to you. It may not mean something more to you. Patricia Patsy Walker. Uh, In the comic books, she actually was, the first time she appeared was Miss America Magazine number two in November of 1944. So if you hearken back to our discussion about the eras of comic books, she first appeared as a golden age comic book character, Patsy Walker. And it was more of a... More in the style of an Archie comic, it was Patsy Walker, Miss America. It morphed into more of a teen humor type of book. And um, like I said, it's more of an Archie comic. And that had a lot to do with because one of the artists, um, Al Hartley, was actually went on to be an Archie comic producer and, and, and things like that. So it, it had that style to it. And if you read any of these comic books from that period of time, you you recognize immediately what I'm talking about. So Patsy Walker was just a young girl in high school, had a boyfriend named um, Robert Buzz Baxter, and it was just the adventures of Patty, Patty Walker, um, or Patsy Walker, I should say. So that's how it went until she graduated from high school in August of 1964 in issue number 116. And then it became Patsy Walker through issue number 124, then became Patsy and Hetty. And Hetty was just one of her friends, again, in the Betty and Veronica type of relationship, um, told from the Betty and Veronica perspective versus the Archie Jughead perspective. Um, She did have red hair in the comic books, and throughout their entire history in Marvel Universe, she's had red hair. Now, why is this relevant? Because you think, what's this have to do with the Marvel Universe? Well... Timely Comics published the Patsy Walker, Miss America, um, Patsy and Hetty car, uh, comic books. And Timely, as you probably remember, eventually became Marvel. 
So it's just a, a shuffling of the, of the decks. Why is this relevant to a Jessica Jones type story? Because it seems a little odd to put Patsy Walker, teen humor, whatever in Jessica Jones. If you watched it, it's very dark and, and gritty. Well, that's because she became a superhero named the Hellcat. And her first appearance as the Hellcat occurred in Avengers number 144, volume one, in February of 1976. And that's where she actually becomes relevant to the superhero universe. So she was wearing a costume in the, that was uh, Greer Nelson, who became Tigra. Uh, it was a costume she wore for two issues <laughs> in the 70s. And when she got her Tigra powers, she outgrew and basically discarded. And Patsy Walker got some training. As you kind of saw in the show, she got some Krav Maga, she got some training, and she trained with Captain America and, and basically became a superheroine uh, in the Marvel Universe. She was with the Defenders a lot. She did do some things with the Avengers, um, Lady Liber- Liberators, and Legion of the Unliving. And that, I'll talk about the Legion of the Living in a second. So she goes through the Marvel Universe. And again, we're, we're focusing on characters who are probably lesser known, less publicized, certainly not in the mainstream of uh, knowledge um, of anybody coming into comic books. Unless you are a diehard comic book fan, Patsy Walker is not a name you recognize. And even if you did some research, you're like, "Eh, I don't know about this. Uh, She did marry Buzz Baxter eventually. He went crazy and got, became a criminal, insane uh, mad dog. That's what his name was. And she eventually divorced him and got away from him and became the Hellcat. Well, she eventually falls in love with uh, Damien Hellstorm, who is an occult guy who claims to be the son of Satan. And he has got hell, hell powers and demonic powers. It's all very bizarre. Uh, but eventually she goes crazy living with him and commits suicide. Again, not the not the happiest character progression, um, but eventually she comes back is a as a unliving, and then comes back in, when they reboot some things, and she eventually becomes back to Hellcat. Now she's not she's not a mainstream character, although she did come back in the Marvel Now series, She Hulk number one. And she works with Jennifer Walters, who is the She-Hulk. So she has come back as to a character. Because, again, this is comics. Nobody stays dead forever if they're valuable. And if they can find some value, they'll find a reason why they can bring them back. And Marvel does this great with the unliving zombie thing. They did it with Wonder Man. They've done it with other characters. They just they eventually come back. So here you go. Um, and, and this was no different. She hasn't had a... She hasn't had a wonderful career. There isn't much that she's done. It, it's more of a, she grew up, she had a nice relationship, a comic relationship, an Archie-style relationship, and then the real world intruded once she got out in the real world. And here's the here's the twist, and this was meta before meta really was a word. It was later revealed that the comic books existed in the comic book about her because that's what her mother wrote about her. So if you break that down, Patsy Walker's mother in the comics wrote the Patsy Walker comic books 
that she was famous for. So it was just a retelling of her adventures as a teenager. So it was meta in, in that sense that it occurred within the actual script we're reading or uh, book we're reading. So it was interesting, and that was later revealed. That wasn't revealed at the time when the teen humor stuff was going on, but it was later revealed that that's something she did. And she, it, it's almost like it's two very distinct characters different. There's some names that are similar, but it's really not the same character uh, going forward. It, you, know, you can't have teen humor, beach humor, beach blanket bingo type of thing. And, oh, yeah, by the way, I'm the Hellcat. <laughs> you know, it's a little strange. So she's worked alongside some of the big hitters in the Avengers and the Defenders, as I said, worked with Doctor Strange. And more the, towards the occult side, I mean, her name is Hellcat, and she was married to the Son of Satan. So it, it's really, it's real strange to, to, to deal with her. Now, her abilities include well-trained in martial arts and gymnastics. She's got some psychic senses and a four-field generation uh, and mounted claws on her costume that she can shoot out like a grappling hook type of thing and and rake across. The psychic abilities are she can kind of sense some things. um, Somebody's touched by mystical energy, which is a little weird. And I'm not really sure where that comes from. I don't. I, I haven't read where that came from, but it seems um, more related to what her husband, Damon Hellstorm, did than than anything else. Um, she can use that force field I talked about to deflect mystical attacks. So we're getting into the the Doctor Strange realm more than the Avengers realm per se. So she, while well, she first appeared with the Avengers, it really geared more towards that occult. Uh, direction as time went on, so it's it's a little strange, and she doesn't she doesn't easily fit into any one particular genre because she spans so much. But again, this is a golden age character who's spanned the period from 1944 to today through many manifestations and changes. It's just a little strange, and I can understand why you're looking at that Jessica Jones series and going, "Where I don't quite understand where this this woman fits." into this and yeah it's her best friend and the whole Kilgrave thing but it's it's a little more fleshed out than that and, and maybe if there's a second uh, season to Jessica Jones we'll see more of that fleshed out I, I don't honestly know where things are going to go going forward but I thought it was interesting to bring her up she's a minor character to say the least she was a major player in the Jessica Jones series but in, in the Marvel Universe she's a minor player and um, maybe well, at some point we'll get to Damon Hellstorm uh because I think that's an interesting character as well. Minor, but interesting. So take a look at that. Uh, Check out the the link I put in, because I think it would be interesting just to see a little bit more about her. But if you have thoughts on this, if if you're not liking these minor character reviews, please let me know. Uh, I think they're interesting because it's something that you're not going to hear about in most uh, comic book venues. You're not going to, people aren't talking about these things and, and there might be a good reason for that, but I also think they, they flesh out the characters we deal with. You know, you can't have uh, a major character without some of the minor characters who impact that major character. And Trish Walker, Trish talk in Jessica Jones actually impacts the character. So how do we flesh it out? What's it mean in the greater sense? And while I might refer to the TV shows, uh, if I'm talking about a TV show or a movie specifically, I will talk about that. But I look at it from a 
broader comic perspective. And I think that's where we need to be focused because this is what provides the framework for what appears on your TV screen or your movie theater screen. So let me know. I'd love to get your feedback. Uh, hit me up at Twitter at, at Comic Book Tales or on the website at HannahTreeProductions.com. And I look forward to hearing from you. I'll talk to you next time. Thanks for joining me. Bye-bye. <laughs>